welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And this, and this is, is Life, Life Pairings. pairings. <laughs> All right, I think we should just leave it like that. Uh, well, I think it's fun. <laughs> Because life is hard, so pair it with alcohol. Let's do it. Do you remember going out? Do you remember getting dressed in things other than your sweatpants and actually doing your hair? Do you remember pre-drinking some sugary, gross thing in order not to pay $6 a beer at the bar later? Well, join us, as today's life pairing is night out preparation and Smirnoff ice. We're talking deadly makeup, binge drinking, and getting iced. So I have not had this Smyrna, a Smirnoff Ice in 20 years, I and it was the thing I got drunk on first. So I'm going to have my first Smirnoff Ice live. Live here on the Life Pairing Podcast. How about you, Brittany? Uh, you want to know something? I, I, I pre-drank for the pre-drinking podcast because <laughs> I thought it'd be fun. Perfect. I had one. And I, I'm interested to see what you think after after 20 years. All right. Well, cheers. I Cheers, Clink. I don't know. Cheers, you. There we go. Okay, let's have your first sip. What do you figure? Oh, it's that's nice. much nicer than I remember. I know. You know what? Turns out when they somebody doesn't make you chug it, it's fine. Well, I also think I like now. I just can't take vodka. Like I can't taste vodka anymore. No. Like I know. It's I just, just part of my. It's part of my daily. It's become part <laughs> of my daily regimen. So now I can't yeah. taste it and things. I've actually. It's just a base. Yeah, it's just like a base taste. I'm like, vodka's the drink like that my mother will say, like, if she'll be like, can I get you something to drink? And, and I'll go, no. And she'll go, we'll just have a vodka. <laughs> like, it's There's, not a drink. There must be some, uh, is there some Russian in your background there? Yeah, we're rushing to get hammered faster than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> this is the plan. Uh, yeah, pre-drinking, man. Pre-drinking was something we did in our, you know, early or like late teens, you know, from like 16 to I feel like 25. Yeah. It was the thing that was like, let's go out, but let's have a few people over before we go out. Let's do our makeup. Let's have fun. Let's shit talk our friends <laughs> who aren't here yet. <laughs> let's yeah. Just, yeah. It's kind of like, uh, to me, it's like, oh my God, you know. I don't pre-drink for things anymore because I can barely make it out to the thing I'm going to. Yeah, and I think, too, like, back in the day when we would go to, like, the club, which was, like, a dirty, dirty uh, rock bar, we were going at, like, 10.30, so... Yeah. Which... If somebody... <laughs> let me tell you this right now. If somebody was like, hey, do you want to do something with me? And then I'd be like, uh, I don't, but I'm going to be nice about it. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, it's come to a place... But you can't be there until eleven thirty. Yeah, no, no, I'm not coming. <laughs> you go and tell me how it went. Yeah, I'm fine if you like get me if I'm already on a thing, which always happens. Yeah, when I'm usually with you, we start at eleven a.m. and then we're fine to go out drinking at eleven p.m. Yeah, it's like okay, we were already doing a thing, and then it ends up at some. We're like, oh my god, let's go to the Ranchman's, and now the back, the back alley's back, which is like a heavy metal bar. For it's those back, listeners. it's back, baby. <gasps> oh, not quite yet with the COVID, okay. but oh, quarantine be over. <laughs> <laughs> the back alley is back. They like the original owners bought it back and turned it back into the dumpster oh dive that we always loved. 
Yay. I mean, that I we were never the type of people to go to like to get all dressed up in a fancy fancy dress. No. Uh, we may have worn jean skirts. I think that's probably yeah, I mean, I think maybe we fooled you with our two previous episodes where we talked about fancy <laughs> cocktails, but this, as dirty and as douchey as this pre-drinking episode is, this is so much closer to the who we are Yeah, as yeah. people. And you could order, I mean, you could kind of pre-drink at, like, it's crazy to think now, but you could kind of pre-drink at the back alley because they would have $1 coconies before 10. Oh, yeah, and they had, like, $1, like, highballs, so it was, yeah. like... We used to fill a table. That's what we used to do. Yeah, that's right. You'd like call the waitress and say, fill the table. And she'd come back with like 30 drinks because it was $30, which I don't even know. Those the days. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody would just get punched at the end of the night. That's all that would happen. There's a lot of. (laughs) Which leads me in. There was the darker side of the bucket. That's the thing about pre-drinking. I looked into the psychology of things and Mm. you know what? It's not great. It's not no. great for you. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I, and I was hoping that it was going to be like, oh, it's this like, thing where it's like, yeah, you, you know, drink before you go. So you save a ton of money and you like know what you're drinking and you're in a controlled yeah. environment. And it's just the exact opposite. Oh. It's you are spending way more money buying booze before you go. Right. And then you have no like nobody is keeping track like who's the narc that's like i've had seven drinks yeah like it's not happening if you're pre-gaming or pre-drinking you're just barreling down as much booze as you possibly can and it's not good for you and i read this article and you want to listen to the article it's so narky <laughs> it's so funny it was in it was in uh, livescience.com Ooh. and uh, it says Pre-drinking involves drinking alcohol at home or in a public space, such as a park. <laughs> You're like, like hey. this sounds like aliens <laughs> doing research on humans. They were drinking in parks and public places, such as parks. When I read it, I was like, what a fucking nerd. <laughs> oh, poor guy. So it says drinking alcohol at home or in a public place, such as a park before going to a bar or a party. Drinkers may want to achieve a buzz, and then buzzes in quotation marks, which also made me cream myself again because I was like, "This is nerd they porn." How don't know it? what buzz means. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, a buzz. Like you don't have to put no, it in quotation marks. Drinkers want to achieve a buzz, you know, <laughs> uh, or get drunk before going out. Sometimes, in an effort to save money or buying less at the bar, the study also found that those who pre-drink are more likely. To suffer risky or unfavorable consequences of drinking, such as blackouts, hangovers, unplanned substance abuse, and or unprotected sex. Wait, unplanned substance abuse? That that's what we're doing. That's what yeah, it was, it was literally pre-planned is, substance yeah, that's abuse. That's the plan. All right. Science. I know. I was like, get out of here, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> But in all honesty, like I read like 20 articles yeah. about this and it was literally every single one was like, hey, just so you know, you're not saving any mm. money. You're spending more money. You're getting way drunker. Yeah. And- well, because you're also more likely to, if you've been pre-drinking or pre-funking is one of the ones I found as call- as it. Pre-funking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means. But you're more likely once you're kind of drunk to to spend more money on like a drink rather than get like the best bargain drink. Or 
you're probably gonna buy more shots for everybody or drinks for everyone oh buddy i'm that's called being rich drunk that's like when you drink 17 drinks and then all of a sudden you're like i only have 300 dollars, but guess what that buys everybody a shot yeah Yeah. make it rain (laughs) making it rain alcohol (laughs) (laughs) it's a nightmare yeah it's not good for you it's like and you know what it's like when you put more restrictions on drinking like if you're like we gotta drink more now like more people are bound to drink like they're gonna just totally overdo it and uh yeah like in a in a similar study the the alcohol or sorry the country that has the highest like sort of pre-game amount of people pre-gaming is uh the united states yeah that doesn't surprise me it's mostly because their drinking age is 21 yeah so it's not like people who are 16 or you know 18 and can like you can be 18 in canada and drink i think it's 16 in germany and and a bunch of the study oh. was out of switzerland but it was like it was saying that it's just like hey like if you put a restriction on people that they can't drink until they're 21 they're just gonna mm-hmm. binge drink you know an incredible amount when they're underage well and i also saw that because i get i guess that in the 90s that's when they maybe moved the drinking age to 21 in america i just don't know yeah it was sure. i think it was 18 up until the 90s but that they also started prohibiting like happy hours and cheaper alcohol deals in pubs so therefore people are not gonna they're gonna pre-drink because it's way more expensive to go out yeah so and and it's and it's like i know (laughs) from experience with you and me and a a dear friend Mm -hmm. that we're like you're pre-drinking but then you're also just like well now i really don't want to spend money at the bar yeah so how many times have we drank (laughs) in a bottle of sourpuss out of my uh, underpants that was a great day we it was in a bottle but it was just being hidden in your underpants (laughs) i wasn't like you know yeah yeah it wasn't yeah we weren't drinking it It, whatever you're thinking that's not what we were doing i am trying to imagine how that works and not go not going to good places here but you want to know something too that's another thing like reflective of age like if somebody invited me into the bathroom and pulled a bottle (laughs) bottle out of their underpants and was like want some i'd be like you're gross yeah yeah but i did it and my friends were like you're a genius it was fine back then it's just if you don't let sort us drink of. somewhere, that's what we're going to do. We're just, you know. Yeah, we're like, we're doing it. Hey, listen, we're doing it. So don't even question us. We have a lot of lot of uh, issues with authority. So just let us drink and we'll be calmer. We'll <laughs> be calmer. <laughs> that's true. Did you find any um, interesting historical pre-drinking stories? Well, I decided to focus more on the pre, like, getting ready, makeup, fashion, all that sort of stuff. Cool. Obviously, throughout history, we've been doing some rather dangerous things to our bodies in the name of beauty, which we still do. That's not changed. So I thought I would look at some of the deadly fashion trends of history. Starting off with the iconic Queen Elizabeth I, who was famous for her pure white skin and red hair. Have you kind of do... Is that the kind of image that you get when you think of her? Yeah, definitely. It's the, uh, that, that white, uh, what's that called? Like, it's, it's just the English rose skin. Yeah, yeah. And because she'd actually suffered from smallpox uh, when she was younger, her face was pretty scarred. Oh, I didn't know that. And that sort of English rose, um, like you said, skin, it was really thought that clear skin was a sign of purity and blemishes was a sign of sin. Sinner. Which, 
<laughs> I don't know anybody that's got clear skin that's pure. <laughs> yeah. What but is, I was, anyways. What you, you made some sort of deal with the devil for your clear skin and your straight teeth. Yeah, exactly. So in order to hide this, she would use something called ceruse, which is a combination of white lead and vinegar. So vinegar is fine. <laughs> and then her and her ladies would also use a lead comb soaked in vinegar to brush their eyebrows and their eyelashes. They'd also put belladonna okay. in their eyes to make them all sparkly. What is belladonna? I think it's like, well, okay, the only reason I know what it is, is in Practical Magic, they use it to poison someone. That's all I know about belladonna. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think you should put it in your eyes. It really sparkles up your eyes. Yeah. Belladonna and... was the uh, glitter spray of <laughs> the Victorian era. I have I did read some stuff on glitter. Not not good to put in your eyes. And what does everybody do right now? They put glitter on their eyes. <laughs> so she had very famously had red hair, but she actually mostly wore a wig. Okay. Especially after the lead poisoning caused her to go gray. It also would have corroded her skin. But as the great Dolly Parton points out, people always ask me how long it takes to do my hair. I don't know. I'm never there. So really it's just a time saver too. I love Dolly Parton. No. She's the best. Please continue. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, I'm glad that we could share that Dolly Parton moment. Yeah. Her ladies would also use sulfur and safflower petals to powder their head, uh, their hair red, uh, which caused nausea. Cool. Okay. So just a bunch of dizzy redheads. Yeah, basically, with their skin corroding away. (laughs) Yay. Yay. And it wasn't just makeup that killed people. In 1775 or thereabouts, this vibrant green color called Paris green or emerald green was invented. Um, So it was just this super vibrant color and people would use it on their wallpaper and also for coloring dresses and artificial flowers. But one of the factory girls that was painting the leaves turned up sick one day and she was throwing up green water. And both her fingernails and the whites of her eyes were emerald green. <laughs> and then she died. <laughs> because, because she'd been turned into the witch from Wicked, I guess. I love the idea of just a bunch of like Victorian era bitches just like hanging out in a room and this bitch turns up dead and they're like, oh, that's so her. <laughs> we can't have one night. Yeah. What are you are you guessing that the reason <laughs> that uh, maybe she died was just over enthusiasm? Maybe she was too slutty or too, you know, <laughs> full of herself. Horiness does kill. I've read, read <laughs> a lot of witch burning trials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turns out, no, that's not the reason. Uh, it's because the paint had arsenic in it. So oh, one example of like the level of arsenic in something. So a ball gown with uh, that green pigment on it measured 900 grams worth of arsenic, which would flake off not only onto the person that's wearing the dress, but anyone who, like, passed by. So 0.14 grams of arsenic is potentially lethal. So this had 900 grams in it. Oh, my God. 0.14 grams is potentially... That's a lot of of arsenic. You could (laughs) kill everyone in the ballroom for... Kill the dress lickers of the era who were so popular. (laughs) And obviously, this is a very uh, gender equal po- uh, podcast. Obviously, and it so it wasn't just women who were being killed by beauty. Okay, so it was mostly mostly them. Um, right, men also could suffer from fashion. And one of these the examples of this is the stiff 
high collar. So like, you know, you kind of, you always hear about like starched collars. Yes. My grandmother used to starch the collar on, uh, on her blouses. Oh, well, hopefully she didn't do them so tightly that they would basically be cutting off the blood supply from the carotid artery in the neck. Um, I mean, she did used to tuck me in really tight to the point where I'd be like, Grandma, I can't breathe. But the starch, the collar starch, I think, was loosey-goosey. Right. Well, that's good. Yeah, as long as your your breathing area is fine. It's yeah. good to be tucked in nice and tight. Um, and they can you're also... Not, you're not sad. You're not sad. Feel how tight the blanket is. <laughs> it's like it's giving you a hug. <laughs> Uh, and they could also start choking when they ate because it was so tight that obviously they swallow something and then it can't really go down properly. And then also they could, if they passed out drunk in them, which, you know, they're going to, they could be, they could crush their yeah. windpipe, which is what happened to a man in New York City in 1888. He fell asleep with his head fallen forward and his collar killed him. Well, that's a that's a doozy. <laughs> yeah, I do love the that about like that era though. When somebody died, they were like, Oof. they just say like the shit talkiest thing. They'd be like, Ugh. yeah. Well, I heard he was fraternizing with, <laughs> and you're like, no, his collar was too tight. The devil doesn't care about asphyxiation. You're <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the other thing from poor men, they would also wear wigs, which were powdered and perfumed, but they were never washed. So it was the perfect breeding ground for lice and mice. Lice and mice. Which is not quite the same as dying from long-term arsenic, lead, or mercury poisoning, but no one wants a mouse in their hair. That's that's very embarrassing. If I'm going to asphyxiate from my tight collar and then be found with like a thousand pounds of lice in my hair, I'm going to go arsenic every time. Yeah, I think so. It's And you look pretty on the way down, so... <laughs> Look fly as fuck on the way down <laughs> is what my only concern. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I always wonder what's gonna happen in like a hundred years when they look back on us and they're gonna be like, "Can you believe they did this one thing?" Oh, there, there's like, I'm pretty sure there's like a thousand poisons in some of our makeup and oh yeah, clothing now. We just don't know it. The president's telling you to drink bleach. I'm like, just pregame. You'll be fine. The repercussions are substantially less than drinking bleach. Yeah. Well, as uh, Nick Miller from New Girl says, rubbing alcohol is for wounds on the outside. Drinking alcohol is for wounds on the inside. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> well, I have a, uh, I, uh, I dove into the future here from the uh, Victorian times, and I focused yeah. a little bit more on the actual Smirnoff ice itself. Uh Right. And turns out, so Smirnoff icing. Have you heard of this, Carla? Have you ever been iced? I have, but only in the last, like, five years. Yeah. I, so I don't know if it's a new thing. Somebody but. did it to me, and I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, you have to chug it. I'm like, I'm too old for this. And they're like, what are you? Yeah. Yeah, they just called me a sissy and then made me get down on one knee and chug it. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. I was like, I guess maybe we should explain to people our listeners that are over the age of 35. Okay, Smirnoff icing. So ice, ice. There's a website called Bros Icing Bros. So you know who this is for. <laughs> um, Smirnoff icing is when you uh, you hide a Smirnoff or you present it to somebody like in an elaborate way to trick them, and they like they see the ice. So like, let's say they're gonna go make hamburgers and you hide a i you hide a Smirnoff ice in the barbecue and they like lift the lid and the it's there. 
Right. Then you have to be standing behind them and be like, you've been iced, bro. <laughs> like my dad. He's like, I'm going to make burgers. I'm like, you've been iced, bro. He's like, go home. You don't live here. But you know what? <laughs> Getting iced is like, yeah, like presenting it to somebody in an elaborate way. And then they have to chug the whole oh. Smirnoff ice down on yeah. your knee. Oh, I like that. That's on the knee. It's very noble. It's very noble. It's like supposed to be this like fun thing of like, hey, I tricked you. Now you have to get drunker than we were planning on getting drunk. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, I've already been holding in how much I hate you all night long. <laughs> add, add a chugged liqueur to this and I'm going to yeah. barf everywhere and spew my hate. But you know what? That's not what happens. You just have fun. Ooh. And Ooh. <laughs> I'm feeling very like sassy this podcast. I thought right. Uh, yeah. So Smirnoff Ice, actually, I was just reading an article that they don't like this. <laughs> you think that they like oh. liked the marketing of this? Because they'd be like, whoa, lots of people are going to buy this and do this. Right. But the whole idea of icing somebody is that they're it's gross. Yeah. So they're like, the whole joke is like, Smirnoff people in Russia were like, you like? And, and, all of, and everybody was like, no, it's disgusting. But isn't it funny to make people drink it when they don't want to? Yeah. And they're just like, um, no, that's not what we were doing. It's a nice beverage with a lemony kick. <laughs> and you don't want to upset the Russians. You don't want to upset the Russians. They're ruthless. No. I don't know if you've seen Rocky and Bullwinkle. Not great, the <laughs> Russians. They uh, they like made this like summery fun drink and then uh, leave it to North America to just be like, oh, I made my dumb idiot friend drink it on one knee. So they didn't like it. So they started a campaign like, don't be icing people. <laughs> and everybody was too late. Now more people are going to do that. Yeah, there's like a whole website. Website. There's a whole website. It, very similar to a plebiscite. Uh, uh -huh. It's <laughs> there's a whole website uh, dedicated to just like bros icing bros. If you go on YouTube, it's just like you can see it. I watched like ten videos before I almost killed myself today. <laughs> I was like, who are these people? And then I just realized, like, oh, I'm old. That's what my problem is. I guess a lot of that pre-drinking was because at, at that time, not all of us liked alcohol. Yeah, there's lots of people still that you know. And I guess that's kind of what the Smirnoff really catered towards. Yeah, because it was like, and you know what? It is like tasty and fun. So people mm -hmm. were just like, they're just like, oh, but they didn't think they'd have to chug it. So that's the whole thing. No. That's like, yeah. like nobody wants to chug a sweet drink. So that's, no. that's the whole thing. And then Smirnoff people were just like, guys, it was basically like their <laughs> statement to the, to the world was just like, come on, guys. We thought it was pretty good, and everyone's like, "Not nah, dumb." Mm. So that's my um, that's my uh, news. My news tidbit is that uh, the Smirnoff people not pleased with the game of uh, "You've Been Iced" or "Bros Icing Bros." That's uh, that's fair, I think. Or two girls, one ice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Don't look that up. No, no, no. <laughs> It'll get you every time. Hey, do you know what is in the Smirnoff ice? Well, vodka. <laughs> it's a vodka. And this is a pretty simple drink, actually. It's two ounces of vodka. Yeah. Sweet and sour mix. Oh. And uh, which, which I would imagine would just be like a simple syrup mixed with like lemon or lime. Right. Lemonade. Yep. Club soda. Ah. Yeah. And just the garnish it with a lemon. You just fill a fill a glass with ice, pour... If you were gonna, if you were to make one by yourself without buying the pre-mixed thing, this this is how you would do it. You would fill a glass with ice, pour it over vodka, sweet and sour, and then add the lemonade and the club soda, stir lightly, and garnish it with a lemon. So it's actually like a pretty, pretty f fun summer drink, actually. Yeah, 
back in the day, we had Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah, Mike. We had Smirnoff Ice and then Bacardi Breezer, which that was the one you wanted because it tasted like an orange creamsicle. Bacardi Breezers were good. Oh, the drink itself was invented in 1999. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Huh. So it was very new when we were. Yeah. Drinking when we were uh, below age and of age, it was, kind of, <laughs> it was like a new hit thing. And it wasn't like it, it didn't gain a lot of publicity until the icing started. So oh. it wasn't actually a very popular drink until this all this icing business started, which was right. all people pre-gaming before they went to the bar and tricking each other. Yeah. Yeah. And house parties. See, Smirnoff, it is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. They were just like, don't make fun of us. But yeah, it was a, uh, it was not. Uh, that's when it came in. It was, it was, it came out in 1999, and then I think a little later on, uh, got really popular because of the the icing and stuff like that. And it's also just like, yeah, it's an easy, fun drink to have before you go out. You're having your gals over, making a few yeah. appies, have a, you know, take it out of the can. Maybe if you're over 30, nobody will even know oh. you did it. They'll be like, ooh, what? I didn't even know it comes in a can. Did you get it in a bottle? Yeah. I got it in a can today. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, did you know what? It's yeah. also just like not that <laughs> cheap. I thought it no, was... I don't know what I paid for it. I was actually surprised there. I think it was only like ten bucks for the four pack, but I could only find a six pack, and it was like seventeen ninety five. And I was like, oh, I'm risking my life <laughs> to the COVID for this. I got a few uh, interesting facts on sort of the the pre the prep for partying party prep party prep. Pre- pre-party pretty Ooh, i like that pre-party prep alliteration <laughs> one of the things that i found out was before 1853 when designers were modeling their clothes they wouldn't put them on like real yeah. people they would put them on tiny mannequins and they would make tiny versions of their clothes <laughs> what is this like clothes for ants <laughs> i mean they still do that because they're like still making it. it for people that are like triple zero and that's not real <laughs> That's what I call fit people. I'm like, oh, I get it. You're doing little doll figurines. They're like, no, ma'am, you're obese. I'm like, oh, God. That's funny. It's like little Barbies. I don't know. how. I think they were probably a little bit bigger, but I just think it's so funny that they would be making these dresses that I'm sure were costing, you know, in their times, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then they would have to make like a mini version of it. Somebody's like, what do you guys do with all the dolls? And they're like, I don't know. Some guy named Frank comes and gets all the dolls. We don't ask any questions. <laughs> Safer that way. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, though. That's that's pretty fun. I like that idea. And I also found out that apparently Americans spend more money on beauty than education. Shocker. Mm. We'll, just, we'll just leave that there. <laughs> you hit a lot of... <laughs> contouring <laughs> items here but i haven't noticed one book in this entire house um <laughs> that being said i i have spent a lot more money in quarantine on mm-hmm. beauty basically just because i'm like i'm not wearing any makeup but i'm just like i wonder what face cream would go good and i'm just buying expensive things because i have time to sit and yeah. look at it yeah me too well that's the thing is like right now all the like face masks and anything that's kind of self-care all sold out everywhere yeah. Oh, I know. I looked on, there was like my face mask that I like to get. And I was like, it was all sold out. And I was like, this is a travesty. <laughs> and then I was like, I, you know what? Actually, people are dying. I, yeah, but you know. I'm probably okay without this You got to keep your, your skin all clear and be pure. Otherwise. Puritan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to yell at you for being sinny. Sin, sinny? Sinny? Yeah. They're like, you're sinny. Get out of here. <laughs> 
the other thing I found out was this is awful. So there's the current thing right now where everybody has lash extensions. I don't know if that's really popular in Calgary. Yeah. Okay, it's like no one doesn't have them here except for me. Really? Yeah. Well, I just it takes three hours to get them. I don't want to do it. I gotta don't be honest judge me for not I'm, getting them. No, that wasn't a really. <laughs> I was saying that <laughs> that was a judgment on an entire province having lash extensions. Yeah, maybe not up in like the north of BC, but <laughs> well, <laughs> definitely yeah. here in the big. Really, Bellacula is a big lash extension. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet they have somebody but before we had came upon this you know new version of doing it they would actually like sew some of your own hair onto your eyelid oh hopefully they detach it from your head first otherwise that would make an odd <laughs> you got like your bangs it's just a weird bang bang to laugh <laughs> But they did give you some cocaine on, like, the inside of your eyes so that it wasn't too painful. So now we're talking. You know, that was back in the good old days when they were just like, hmm, are you sore? Here's cocaine. Oh, you don't like that one? Here's heroin. (laughs) I can't imagine being on cocaine laying on a lash table. (laughs) You're like, yeah, and that thing's not going to be fast. That's going to be three hours. You're not allowed to talk or move. Have you seen people on cocaine? They're like, I have secrets and I love vacuuming. Oh, God, I just want to whisper them to you in a voice everybody can hear. Um, yeah. That's a mix. That's that. That'll never be a podcast we do. Poca- cocaine and lash extensions. Ah, it's, even though it's such an important life event that you go through. It's lash Stay tuned to, for the cocaine and lash extensions podcast we'll be doing later this week. Yeah. Uh, good grief. Get it, uh, old-timey medicines, huh? Oh, I love it. I love it. I like it a lot. I mean, they were awful and they killed people more than they actually helped them, but, yeah. you know, I like that morphine was just a thing you gave to babies. <laughs> you know what? Like, up until, like, recently, and I, I mean, they, like, putting whiskey on a baby's gums and mm. stuff to, like, soothe mm-hmm. their teething and stuff like that. That's, like, not very long ago that that was pretty... I'm sure oh, are we still not doing that. Yeah, well, I'm sure places in the south are still <laughs> still doing it. I can't imagine you're not even allowed to like let them sleep with a blanket. They're like, I just yeah. can you imagine old grandmother would be like, put a little whiskey <laughs> on his teeth. I don't know what her problem is. Yeah, good grief. Uh, it's that helicopter parenting gone mad. <laughs> that's that's what the problem is. It's these godforsaken helicopter parents. I had an interesting fact here for you, Carla. Oh yeah. Did you know that there was an actual dude named Smirnoff? I didn't. I may be kind of suspected, but but I yeah. it's way too cool of a name for it to actually be a real person. So I have high expectations name, for him. His name. I don't even know how to say this. His it's, it is spelled his first name P Y O T R. Oh, Peter. <laughs> Pie. Oh, maybe yeah. Peter. I don't know why I made it French. I'm like, oh, Peter. You know, Peter. <laughs> I have a close Russian friend that I constantly. <laughs> email and phone all the time and be like how do you say this in russian so i'll i'll ask her later and we'll figure that out <laughs> ask her what it, yeah it's p-y-o-t-r it could be like it could be peter yeah or piter po- poter tomato tomato poter smirnoff yeah is that, oh, is that his name it was spelled smirnoff <laughs> it was spelled s-m-i-r-n-o-v ah yeah so they changed Spe- it from smirnoff to smirnoff Noff. 
Well, he started life out as a Russian serf, basically at the bottom of the uh, feudal totem pole. And then yeah. went on to create the best-selling vodka in the world. And when he died, yes. he was actually worth $130 million and one of, one of the richest men in uh, in Russia before he died. That's amazing. Yeah. Aw. So, yeah. Get off, Mr. Poder. Hey, Murnoff. Hey, Peter McPoder Pants. We, <laughs> we respect you. We don't agree with this game either. So, you know what? You keep on keeping. <laughs> right. he, died, he died 20 years ago. We're like, well, bummer. You know, maybe he would have liked the game. You never know. He would have liked. He, you know what? Piter was a he was a nice man. Yeah, I can sense it. I love Russians. They just tell you what they're thinking, and I am exactly the same. So, oh yeah, it, I think it's great. It is pretty funny. They're like, listen, I don't like your outfit. I don't I hate you, and I don't like hanging out with you. You're like, oh, that's a lot to handle. Mm. But I respect your opinion. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that was a that was a perfect that was a perfect way to end our life pairings podcast of pre drinking. Yeah, we're just talking shit. Just talking shit, dude. <laughs> just like here's a bunch of stuff that shouldn't be said on the air, and we're saying it. <laughs> it uh, every week, I've had to make an apology to somebody, so this week I get to go apologize to my Russian friend. <laughs> I know this is very easily going to become something where I'm just like, oh boy, nobody listen. How about that? Then I don't have to apologize to anybody. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we want. We want you guys to listen. No. We, we want you to tune in every Thursday for the latest episode of Life Pairings. Uh, we'll post today's uh, link on our Instagram at Life Pairings Podcast. Please tag us uh, in your ice. You know what? Don't. <laughs> just. Maybe you could show us your night out look. Yeah, for your show us your night out in isolation night night out look. Why don't you dye your dress with arsenic and tell us how it goes? <laughs> Follow us on Life Bearing Podcast on Instagram and uh, check us out uh, on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, we're there every week, every Thursday, and uh, we hope you had fun. If you have any questions or you have any ideas, do you have an idea? Let us know at lifeparingpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Uh, we want to pair your life with the the best alcohol, and we want to sit here and shit talk with you. So we can't wait to uh, <laughs> see you next week, you guys. Thanks, guys. All right, cheers. Bye bye. Bye.